Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you are listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. How are you guys? You look amazing. But I heard a rumor that your personality is even better. Man, there's been a lot going on in the world. It's it's kind of overwhelming, wouldn't you say? And I hear it both ways. There's so many people that argue, you know, we shouldn't pay attention to what happens in the news. And then I hear other people that say, no, we need to know what's going on. And then other people are like, well, but it's just a narrative. It's just what the news directors and news stations are deciding is is important. Isn't that amazing if you think about it? Very few people decide what so many people get to discuss, think of constantly. Because I, I uh, one summer I interned at a TV news station, you know, local, very, very local. And it was always fascinating because basically they just had a meeting and all the people were sitting at the table and then the news director is like, okay, what are we going to discuss today? And they're like, uh, this, this kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. No, let's not discuss that one. That's kind of boring. Oh, uh, we'll discuss this or that. And that's basically what the viewer gets to see. So that's why if you've ever heard journalists called gatekeepers, it's for that very reason. They decide what information passes through the gate, so to speak. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is. And I know you, you think it's crazy, but we still got to keep going on with this show because we can't stop here. We have to persist. Here's another crazy thing. Just a little bit dabbling into the presidential race, although we can't, I can't go into it every time because, you know, it's just like so much is changing, so much is happening. Kennedy, John Kennedy is, uh, is running and he's running on the Democrat side and he's been very anti-vax and he has a throat condition. So whenever he speaks, it doesn't sound normal. In fact, yeah, let's see if I can actually get uh, kind of what his voice sounds like. We'll see. Yeah, he has, it's kind of like very throaty. Yeah, so this is obviously for the race of 2024. Um, okay, let's see if I can... Get something here. President Biden has a bust of your father in the open. Okay. And, you know, there's nothing personal about this campaign. I am not going to run a mean-spirited so campaign or a personal campaign against President Biden. He and I just differ really dramatically on issues like the war, like censorship, uh, like uh, uh, the, the control of Wall Street and the big corporations of our... I don't know why I said John Kennedy, by the way. There's something wrong with me. I must be drinking too much water. I'm, hey, servants. Yes. Go to the ocean and get me some, some water, please. I need some salt in my water. I don't want to be like that freak that like drank a gallon of water and then died because there wasn't enough salt intake. Don't, don't argue with me. Please get it. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. That was a little embarrassing. 
So it's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. There's so many Kennedys there. I, I said it. There's a lot. It's just a lot going on. And uh, yeah, you can hear his voice. It's it's not pleasant to listen to. It's not his fault. He has a throat condition. Poor guy. But he's he's obviously he's still a Kennedy through and through. He looks like a Kennedy. He's smart like a Kennedy. I think he's a very interesting contender in this race. I really do. And I don't think people should just, uh, you know, write him off. Now, here's the one thing I will say. There are people at the top of the Democratic Party, and they kind of decide who gets to be in power. And it's not really the people's choice, it kind of seems like. Because if you remember, in 2016, it was Hillary and Bernie, Hillary and Bernie. Bernie was beloved uh, by all the people. And... They, they did some finagling with superdelegates and all that kind of stuff to where he didn't end up getting to win. And it was obvious cheating. And they pushed Hillary, like literally actually pushed her because she was like very in weak, she was in really weak health, um, pushed her across the finish line to becoming the Democratic nominee. So I think this same thing will happen. I think he, he might end up being the one that the, that the Democrats like the most because Marianne Williamson, she just didn't go anywhere the last time around, but this guy, he might be something. And he's married to, if you've ever seen the show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's a very famous show. Um, it's made by Larry David and Larry David made the show Seinfeld. So if it's all kind of connecting the dots for you there. And so, yeah, he's in the show and he stars in it himself, Larry David, the creator of Seinfeld and the lady that, is pretend you know portrays his wife is is his wife in the show is robert f kennedy jr's real wife in real life real wife real life so yeah it, and people are attacking her now because they're upset he's not the establishment he's anti-vax but he sounds like a democrat and everything else he says um so yeah i think i think it'll be interesting we'll see like if i had to vote for somebody right now like, and I had to vote for a Democrat, and it was just three options of Biden, a Williamson, and Kennedy, I would vote for Kennedy. That's, I always do that. I always try to decide who, would I, who I would vote for if I had to vote for the other side. Because, um, yeah, that can sometimes help me to kind of distinguish what I actually think. Who would be my second choice? I think Williamson, just because it'd be something different than than biden and i think biden would be my third choice but i could argue either way on that one I, i'm not really firm on that one as much as i am as, as as firm on kennedy so oh yeah and then with desantis the florida governor currently who might be running for president but still hasn't announced even though many other people have announced um even tim scott a a uh, a senator i think for north or south carolina i forget even he's kind of saying he's going to run. Oh, it was interesting. Mike Pompeo, on the other hand, he announced that he's not going to run for president. <laughs> so I actually want to do the same thing myself. I am announcing right now, Sarah Sloan, I am not running for president for 2024. I just want everybody to know that I will not be running. I just thought, I should say it. A lot of people have been asking, are you going to run? We want you to run. And I'm just like, I just want to say right now, no. The answer is no. Is part of it my age? Yes. But other than that, I would have ran. If it wasn't for my age, I would have ran for 2024. Hands down. 
No questions in your mind. DeSantis, once again, not even announced that he's running. He's got a PAC, a political action committee fund. $86 million that's been raised on behalf of him running. $86 million. Last time I checked, that's a lot of money. I th- it, you, what do you like? What kind of snack do you like? You like chocolate? You like chips? I like chips. I like Pringles. Specifically, Pringles, chili, lime, scorch, and flavor. I could buy a lot of Pringles, chili, lime, scorch, and flavor with $86 million. A lot. I'm not going to try to guess because inflation, man, whenever I first got Pringles, it, they were like $1.50. Now they're like $2.50. Inflation. Crazy. So yeah, so I thought that was interesting too. DeSantis is raising money out the wazoo. Then, like last week, early in the week, and I know you guys have all heard of it, uh, or heard about this by now, Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox News. Now, it was kind of confusing because then later on we figure out, no, he wasn't actually fired. They just canceled his show. And then he was replaced by Brian Kildmead, which is kind of the giddy two-shoes Fox person. You know, like he's going to do, Brian is going to do exactly what he needs to do. He's a good guy and he's smart, but he's going to do what the company wants. And that's why he's like, you know, a reliable choice. It's like, you know, you got a family and then there's a good kid that's just always, you know, reliable. He's not your favorite necessarily, but, but he's a good kid. But then you have the troublesome one, but he's the most talented and he's going to go the furthest and you know that, but, but you still got the good kid. That's Brian and he's doing Fox News tonight. It's not garnering nearly as many views. And so yeah, Tucker Carlson's just ousted and they're not really even explaining why. And it's kind of confusing and hurtful to the people that are supporters of Fox News. A lot of people even say they only watch Fox News because they like Tucker Carlson. Otherwise they wouldn't really watch it. Jesse Waters is before Tucker, and then Sean Hannity is after Tucker. And sometimes, you know, you could say Tucker is the most popular show, but sometimes The Five ends up being the most popular show. If you've ever seen The Five on Fox News, I would rather watch The Five than watch Tucker. Here's the thing. I don't even watch Fox News. Um, Yeah, everybody always says that I do because I'm a conservative. Everyone's like, oh, we know you're obsessed with Tucker Carlson, aren't you? You're so obsessed with Tucker Carlson. And I'm like, I don't even watch him. Like every now and then, if there's something really crazy going on, I'll like watch the monologue because that's what everyone's talking about. But I don't even really watch him. And then I I think, yeah, Gutfeld is pretty funny too. Um, Yeah, I like that show too. But I just don't even watch it. I'd rather watch, I usually watch The Daily Wire and then Megyn Kelly's show. But yeah, it was sad that Tucker was just ousted. And there's different rumors about why it was you think about it this guy gets the most views like on news just in general you know for a one person show he gets the most views and so you would think well advertisers would flock to him well he was so controversial that a lot of advertisers they backed out because they were afraid so you would end up seeing just like a lot of my pillow advertisements um which can only go so far and that's only so helpful so then you have this big show but it's not even making as much money as you hope, well then, really, what's the point? And then, But you could argue, on the other hand, but he was making other people watch other shows as well because they like Tucker, so they would still reliably watch Fox News, and then that helps with other advertisement dollars because, you know, no matter what, it's just it should be all about is the whole channel doing well, is the whole business doing well? So you could look at it different ways. So that was one. I think that's probably 
the best argument as to why he was ousted. There were other things where there was rumors, or, uh, or sorry, no, they, they had actual text. So like, this is like actual proof text of him talking about the Murdochs, which the Murdochs, um, the Murdoch family owns Fox. They also own like Wall Street Journal and several other businesses as well. And they were talking bad about them, but that's kind of stupid too. Like if this person is like your best show, you're going to oust him just because he said a couple bad things about the bosses. That's stupid too. Or like lewd jokes. He said cuss words. Oh, okay. Cause that's not what's happening in the news business every single second of the day i don't think it's great of course i'd rather have people not curse and say make lewd comments but the reality is it's happening and that's probably not why he was ousted there was even another rumor about um, murdoch the top father because he's got like a bunch of kids in the business too that you know one day the fathers are gonna die and then they're gonna take his place kind of a thing and there was even one thing where i i think i i hope i'm getting this right the wife of one of the Murdochs, one of the head, it might be the father or it might be the, one of the sons, had like the hots for Tucker. And so that might have been a thing that was like a, a little bit of a threat. And they're like, no, no, you aren't going to go for my wife. You're out. So, but it's sad. And, and then I understand the other thing of, you know, two weeks notice, he goes on for two more weeks and people know that he's leaving, but he's going on for two more weeks. But then I also understand the other argument. This is video. This is much more like there's risk. What if he wants to tear down the company? And so then he says crazy stuff in his last two weeks on the show. So it's better just to have him end it, not knowing that it's ended. Yeah, because basically he had his final show on a Friday and then on Monday they tell him you're done before his show. And he had been preparing for the show and everything else. So but, oh my gosh, everybody was so happy in the liberal media. On The View, they were like, na, 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 they, they were singing that whole song. They did the wave. They sort of did the wave. It was so lame and so tacky, too. Why do they care what happens on Fox News when they don't even watch Fox News? And they hate the people that watch. Why do they give a flip what happens on Fox News? But they care so much and let's admit it we know why they care we know why they care because they're threatened because they can't get nearly the amount of views that tucker can and it's embarrassing for them <sighs> crazy how many times am i going to say that word crazy i won't stop so then out of nowhere a few days later, Tucker releases just a video and he's just talking. He doesn't even really mention like, oh, I was fired or anything like that. So that was interesting. So um, in that video, he did it like the same time that he normally would be doing his show. And that video got way more views than his show did. So it was kind of funny. Okay, let's see. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, 
emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Pretty cool, huh? And he just, the numbers, like, on this video alone, so it was on Twitter, and it got, like, millions upon millions of views. And this, the New York Post basically, you know, grabbed the video and then um, posted it on YouTube. How many views did it get on that? 498,000 on Instagram tons of people posted this video he has gotten so many views it shows you love him or hate him people pay attention to Tucker and so what a lot of people have been saying is especially like Megan Kelly I listen to her podcast every day she's she's saying she was in a similar position she was very popular at Fox News and then um she went on to NBC but she was saying that he's better off. She said, obviously, I know that the Fox News viewers are sad, but it's going to be better for Tucker and it's going to be better for other people because with with right now, with the way it had been on Fox News, you can only watch him live or if somebody happened to like illegally screen record the video and all that, that's the only way you can really watch him. And then um, you, could, you could do the monologue or like a clip on YouTube at any time. But imagine if he does a podcast on Spotify or if he does a deal with Rumble or if he only has a show on YouTube or something like that. Imagine how well he would do. It'd be crazy because he's basically like kind of been a little bit of a replacement for a Rush Limbaugh in a sense because Rush Limbaugh, everybody thought to him as like the conservative thought leader. And then obviously we know that Rush died and um, now it's kind of been Tucker in a sense. You know, I, I don't know you can if you can necessarily equate the two just because they are on different mediums. You know, Rush had been on radio, Tucker had been on TV, but still. Which obviously that shows you why Rush was a goat, just because radio, usually TV is more popular than radio. And the fact that Rush was still able to get the numbers that he got is insane. But yeah, I, I'm going to tend to agree with, with Megyn Kelly. And then, so the week... You could do a comparison of the of the viewership the week that Tucker had his last week and then the first week of him being gone. And it was substan it was a substantial loss of viewership um in the million number. So 
Yeah, let's, okay, let's see. This was an article on the Epic Times. Uh, Carlson's finale on April 21st, a Friday, drew 2.65 million viewers, according to ratings company Nielsen. Kilmeade's substitute, Brian Kilmeade, uh, hosting gig for Fox News Tonight, what Fox described as a temporary replacement show, saw ratings of 2.59 million on Monday. So that makes the most sense, right? You you hear the big news of, oh my gosh, um, Tucker's gone. What are they going to put on instead? And Or some people hadn't heard anything and they're still going to go on. So Monday, the numbers make sense. And then, um, okay, so yeah. And then on Monday, 1.7 million on Tuesday. So it goes down. 1.33 million on Wednesday. And the last Wednesday, whenever Carlson was still on, he got 3 million viewers. So this Wednesday with Kilmeade, 1.33. Carlson got three. Pretty substantial. And then, yeah, now it's affecting Sean Hannity's show as well. His um, his numbers are going down. So it's it's crazy. There There's definitely going to be challenges for the company. And I think Fox News, they thought we can get along without him. It'll be tough at first, but the company will go on. And you could argue that because there was Bill O'Reilly, and then there was Megyn Kelly, the big people, and then they went away, and then they got the viewers back with Tucker. But the thing is, people were much more reliant on cable back then. People aren't really watching cable as much as they used to. So it was easier back then when everybody had DirecTV, everybody had Dish, and all the other um, cable networks. So you 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 really put yourself in a tough position now. It's not going to be so easy to go back whenever the landscape has changed. And everybody's wanting instantaneous watching. And they want to do it for free on YouTube or on Rumble or on Spotify or whatever it might be. They want to do it now. That's how I am. I can watch Megyn Kelly's two-hour uh, podcast, video podcast on YouTube instantaneously. You can watch this instantaneously. Why are you going to want to wait till 8 o'clock to watch something and then you have to watch all these commercials? No, thank you. Well, thank you, but no thank you. But thank you. So that same day, something else crazy happened. I didn't mean to point. That was kind of rude. Sorry about that. Okay, Don Lemon from CNN was fired as well. I don't think you can compare the two people, though. Don Lemon is not great. If you ever watched Don Lemon, he was, uh, he, he changed throughout the years. He was, he used to say things like, you know, we need to quit talking about race, stuff like that. That was early in his career. And then he went to, he couldn't stop talking about race. And he got super woke. He didn't, it was just, it felt like he didn't know what he was talking about. And he had a night show by himself. And then they gave him, and this is how he described it, it's an upgrade. And they trusted him to do a morning show. And basically that was a downgrade. People watch much more news at night than they do in the morning. And so then he had a, mor- a morning show with two lady co-hosts. And it was obvious he couldn't stand them. And he made misogynistic uh comments and he had a history of doing that he it's just known he doesn't play well with women and yeah everybody's saying that everyone's like he doesn't like women and i'm like huh he's gay and he doesn't like women 
Hmm. Huh. I can't figure it out. He doesn't like women. And he's gay. When you're a gay man, nothing in you needs a woman. The only woman that you need is your mother, so she could give birth to you. After that, you're good. You don't need a woman in your life anymore if you're gay. So then... You may grow to despise women over time. I'm not saying every gay person does this, so don't come at me for that. Come on. And I'm not saying every lesbian does this. Not every lesbian hates uh, not every lesbian hates men. But it would make sense if they did. Because same as a lesbian, the only man you need is your father, who took part in giving you life. Those are the only people you need. And then after that, if you're a lesbian, just women from here on out. So you, you might not like the other, the, other, uh, the other gender. You might not. See, it was always so funny how people just would say that and not see the connection at all. Maybe whenever you romantically want the other gender, it makes you respect and love other people who share that same gender. I don't know. Gender, sex, I, I'm not even going to lie, I get so confused with, uh, I think, yeah, whenever you, you change the meaning of words, it starts to slow my brain. Salt water, please. I did ask for that at least, I don't know, like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, so Don Lemon, he's saying, oh my gosh, I was fired and no one even talked to me about it. It's pretty messed up to have to just like see it on the news that I'm fired and then CNN comes out and they're like, uh, we offered a meeting with you like several times and you never took us up on it. So then you're like, oh, what happened there? Recently, Don Lemon's been like really bad just because he's been around women. And so his bad behavior has been, you know, coming up more and more. And so um, Breaking Point did, I thought, an amazing compilation that I have to play. But yeah, I'm giving them full credit because it was just so good. They did such a good job. Yeah, it, feel free to watch their show if you ever want because it's such a good show. Um, yeah, a Republican and then um, a liberal. And then they just get along and they, they talk and they each talk about different topics. They've had histories in uh, the media, their own careers, and they came together. And yeah, I just think they're excellent. So, okay, here's a compilation of Don Lemon saying things that Maybe aren't the best might have led to him being fired. Who knows? Who knows? This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got another. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. You need, need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you talking about prime for being president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to 
Google? Know, Google or whatever it is. Just Google it, Emily. It's facts. I, I Googled it and I can't find anything. I don't know what goes on in Don Lemon's brain. Is it like consuming too much Andrew Tate content or something? <laughs> I don't know. But what he reveals is that at the trial is that CNN's Don Lemon warned him via text in 2019 that the cops did not believe his account of the attack. I mean, to bring that to the King's legacy and to dictate, is, is to dictate the making of art and the celebration of them was really strange for me. I think it's, I mean, obviously, you see what you want, as Poppy said, in the art. And um, I think sometimes the most compelling art is the controversial art. In, in large part, a tongue-in-cheek interview, you know, because it's Joe Rogan and there's lots of, you're jockeying back and forth. But he, he did say something about ivermectin that I think wasn't actually correct about CNN and lying, okay? Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. I, I, I think that's important, and it is not approved for COVID. This but is, when you're yeah. saying something, and then the person you're saying it about has literally 10 times the audience you do. You dumb motherfucker. Do you know what you did? You just proved my point. <laughs> continue that conversation. We'll Thank you. The conversation. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you, Papa. We'll talk about China. Yes, let's talk about China. Next time you come back. Oh, thank you. Much to say on declaring independence from China. Okay, something you can add on. on Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, you heard that at the end there. Um, Basically, that last bit you could see was Vivek Ramaswamy, and he's running for president. I think he's actually pretty interesting. He's on the GOP side. He could he could be a total con man. I don't know. But everything he's saying, I'm liking so far. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's an interesting guy. Um, and he's having this very tough debate with uh, Don Lemon, not because he doesn't know his stuff, but because Don Lemon just wants to bring race into the whole thing. And so then Poppy, you know, came prepared, had a lot of questions, obviously was probably wanting to ask some of them and have a little bit more range of topic other than just race. You know, there's a little bit more to discuss than just race last time I checked. And so then she's like, hey, so maybe next time we could talk about China and things like that. And then he's like, yes, I'd love to talk about China. And then Don Lemon's like, okay, okay, enough. Let's move on, please. Let's move on. And it's just so awkward. So incredibly awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's him. That's him. Okay. Let's go to the verse real quick. It's going to be Psalm 100, and verse 3. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So it's important for us to acknowledge God. I guess we do have some importance. That makes me feel great because sometimes some people can make us feel like we're not important. Like we don't have any value, but it literally is in the Bible. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. And the only reason we need to do that is because our words have value. And so if we say that the Lord is God, what does that do? That helps us. And then it gives God joy and, and fulfillment from hearing that as well. So it's a bit of a partnership. And then if anybody else is able to listen, they're positively affected by hearing that the Lord is God because it's just a basic truth that we got to listen to. 
I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm pointing so much. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, all right. And then, yeah, we, he made us. We are his. It's like a big family. It's awesome. And yeah, we're, we're sheep. He leads us. He guides us. He protects us. He watches over us. He is our source. God is everything. And if you're ever alone, if you ever, if you ever need to talk to somebody, you literally have the creator of the universe just waiting to talk to you. He's just like, hey, can we talk? And he's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way in. He's not going to slam you to the ground and say, we need to talk. It's, it's a relationship. And so uh, we, get to, we get to seek his face, and we're blessed for it. And yeah, you know, abstaining from sin, which we all fail to do every day. Abstaining from sin isn't about just making God happy. It's about helping us as well. So it's, it's for selfish reasons you should not sin. Everything that God asks us not to do is to help us. And then the world tells us, no, that's messed up. You need to have the, from this, you need to eat from this tree, this one tree. You can have all this other stuff, God said. Don't have from this one tree. And then it's something like the enemy that says, no, no, no. This one tree is the one thing you need to have. I'd rather have everything else, you know, one tree or every tree. I'd rather have every tree, but that one tree. We end up seeing things in a twisted way. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... I don't know if you guys heard, but the late, late show, CBS, James Corden. It's actually funny because uh, my first episode of this podcast, I talked about that show. And I was talking about one of the segments that they do and um, how, you know, yeah, basically a certain game they play and how it doesn't make a lot of sense, blah, blah, blah. So um, it's, it's just, I feel like I have to talk about the show ending because... My first podcast was was about this and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So James Corden, kind of a a chubby British guy and he gets along well with people, but kind of the perception that or the image that he had a little bit and they even made jokes about this was that he was just like camera hungry (laughs) and just really wanted to be a star. And so it was it was kind of interesting. And um, the show ended and he he had made it sound like I'm missing my family. I'm not able to see my family and I'm missing vital years of them, of my kids growing up and stuff like that. Like, and I know I'm going to regret this if I don't stop now. And so he, he made this very emotional, like he told this emotional story and, and whenever I heard that, I was just like, Oh yeah, I totally get it. dude. totally get it. Because when you, it, it is hard to get a show like this. It's not easy. You don't just get a show on CBS. So if you can keep it, try to, because you're making a lot of money. But yeah, he's, he's giving it away. He's leaving. But there's been a recent article that's come out. And it said that it's not just ending for those reasons. It's probably the whole show is ending. Because usually they replace a person. The person before um, Corden, James Corden, was Craig Ferguson. I think a lot of people know Craig Ferguson. He was pretty popular on the show as well. And then um, 
there was Craig, uh, let's see, I think it was Craig Kilborn, and then before that was Tom Snyder. So that's kind of, it's been like four hosts before, you know, whatever. And now they're thinking the show's going to end. And why is this show going to end? Money. Money. So apparently the show costs $65 million a year to produce. You know, all the costs involved. There's a lot of costs with the TV show. And guess how much it made? It only made $45 million a year. Bummer, I know. So that's not going to lead to a profit last time I checked. And if you're running at a loss, the show needs to end. So we will see. We'll see if this, if this article is correct or not. Um, I think Insider first reported this story. How you're going to know if it's true is if they find a replacement. If they find a replacement for the show and they continue the show, we know that these reporters were correct. If they don't and they just end the show and don't really say anything, yeah, then, yeah, we'll know, we'll know. But yeah, I, I do always wonder, like, is there a way that you guys could have cut costs and still have the show, you know, be profitable? Did it really have to cost so much money? And he did he did expensive segments like that. Um, he, what was it called? Where he was in a car and he would sing with celebrities. Like, I'm sure that was not cheap. That was probably really expensive to do. And then just a lot of other things, like the props on stage and stuff like that. I just wonder. But it was funny. Um, I saw this clip of Will Ferrell. It was Will Ferrell and Harry Styles for the last show. And Will Ferrell, he had um, he had like a hammer. And he was just like uh, destroying the desk that James Corden was using. And it was just interesting to see how cheaply made that desk was. Because you look at the desk on these late night shows. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, all these people. And the desk looks like so expensive, so nice. It's just like very hollow, cheap wood. That's all it is. I honestly wonder how it lasts for so long or how it's even supported by um, their body weight leaning on it, especially James Corden. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Come on. But yeah, it was just interesting to see that. But I think he's done fairly well with the show for the most part. Um, I don't think he was even really a comedian. I think he was more just a British actor. I could be wrong about that. But yeah, I think he did okay with the show. I remember whenever I was a little bit more interested in this stuff, which I'm glad I'm not anymore. I remember I liked Conan the most. Yeah, Conan had the best show um, because he's just, he's actually funny. And then I think James Corden was probably my second. And then I think it was Jimmy Fallon. I And then I think Jimmy Kimmel... And then down there, way lower at the bottom at the time was uh, Seth Meyers and Trevor Noah, which Trevor Noah now is out. And he's been replaced by a bunch of, like, basically it's just kind of a rotating thing. They're not ending the show, but they always have a different host. Yeah. Speaking of that, one of his uh, kind of temporary hosts, the people that work for the show, is a comedian. What's his name again? I think it's Roy Jr. or something like that. Yeah. But he, okay, the reason I'm bringing this up is, and this is the last thing I'll probably talk about, um, which I know is really sad and hard for you guys to hear, but hey, mucho amor para ti. (laughs) The White House Correspondents' Dinner. Have you guys ever seen it before? They have one every year. It's, It's basically where all the journalists come together. And celebrities come, and then obviously the goals that the president and the vice president and their spouses would be there too. And so then there's a comedian, 
and the president goes up and speaks and kind of roasts himself and the journalist and then um the comedian comes up and roasts everybody and the president included and then yeah some of the journalists make a couple jokes they win some awards and it's just a big like hoo-ha-ha you know a big fancy dinner and it's all taped and everything so you you always see highlights of it you always see like oh that's that's crazy that that the the comedian said something like that about the president um at one of these dinners this was where whenever obama was president he was roasting trump saying you'll never be president and all this stuff and people attribute that to making trump so stinking determined to become president of course he probably was wanting to be president for other reasons but you know obama was just roasting him hard and trump was just like okay okay (laughs) and then there was even a one kind of in the trump years a little bit more recent where there was a comedian a lady and she was roasting sarah huckabee sanders and some people were arguing she was going a little too far it's tough because comedy the whole point is that you're supposed to push the line so then it's just like and then some people are like no you pushed a little too hard and then we can't be unfair you know it's just like we got to take it on the right too um but but the thing is most of the time it's it's leftist comedians it's just the truth so this one felt like just like a love fest i watched the whole thing i don't know why i did i just yeah i did it last night it was like an hour and a half thank god for two times the speed on youtube which if you're not doing that while you're watching this at this point come on you gotta work with me here i want to save you time i want to save you time and so yeah it just felt like a love fest and they're just like oh my gosh we love you president we know we ask like tough questions but like we do it because we care and then the president's just like you guys are asking me tough questions and I don't want to answer them. <laughs> it was just a dumb event, but it was interesting to see it. You could see um, Peter Ducey and even his father, Doug Ducey. I think his, no, I'm messing that up. Steve Ducey. There's so many Ducey's. I think Doug Ducey was the Arizona governor. They were there, uh, but there weren't many people that, that are right-leaning at all. And I wonder who's even invited. The majority of these people are, are total libs, total. And then even Brittany Grimer, if you remember her, she was the, the woman's basketball player that was uh, stuck in Russia because they detained her because she had drugs. And then we got her out and we didn't get out um, someone who was in our military for 10 years who was detained for bad reasons. And so that person is still there and they're just like, what the heck? Okay, it's like, all right. Thanks, guys. Love serving this country. Um, She was there. Oh, yeah, the Property Brothers were there. And they did this, like, little video clip where they're like, we want to redo the the White House press briefing room. The chairs are tattered, ugly, old. And they just tried to make it, like, funny, but it wasn't that funny. Um, And then, yeah, okay, I'm going to play a highlight clip. Hopefully you guys enjoy it because I didn't. In a lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. Happy to be here. Oh, real quick, Mr. President, I think you left some of your classified documents up here. You can get to them. Yeah. No, don't give them to him. I'll put them in a safe place. He don't know where to keep them. I'm a... You say I'm ancient. I say I'm wise. 
He's same over the hill. Don Lemon would say, that's a man in his prime. Don Lemon released a statement saying he got fired from CNN. Then CNN released a statement saying that they offered Don a meeting. They had to part ways because Don Lemon can't even accurately report a story about Don Lemon. Yes, Don Lemon was a diva and he said a couple of women are raggedy in the face, but that's a promotion at Fox News. Vaccinated the nation, transformed the economy, earned historic legislative victories and midterm results, but the job isn't finished. I mean, it is finished for Tucker Carlson. The untouchable Tucker Carlson is out of a job. Now, okay, some people celebrate it. But the Tucker staff, I want you to know that I know what you're feeling. I work at The Daily Show, so I too have been blindsided by the sudden departure of the host of a fake news program. Last year, your favorite Fox News reporters were able to attend because they were fully vaccinated and boosted. This year, with that $787 million settlement, they're here because they couldn't say no to a free meal. Oh, I've, been, I've been watching and looking around all night. Y'all look good. You dress nice. You got the nice threads on. You got the jewelry glistening. Look like everybody got a little piece of that settlement money from Fox News. MSNBC owned by NBC Universal. Fox News owned by Dominion Voting Systems. I love Dominion. Matter of fact, let me just say right now, my favorite voting machine is Dominion Voting Machines. When I go to the polls, I make sure it is a Dominion machine that I use. If your election needs the truth, put Dominion in your booth. I'd call Fox honest, fair, and truthful, but then I could be sued for defamation. Can we just all be honest and just say that the Trump arrest didn't hit like we thought it was going to hit? We're so desensitized to scandals now. That Trump arrest, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. The Trump arrest was like a pot brown and you ate four hours ago. And you're like, hmm, do I feel justice? This don't feel like justice. Hmm. Let me try one of them Georgia arraignment brownies. Maybe that'll hit. We added 12 million jobs. That's just counting the lawyers that defended the president. Can, can we stop with the grooming stuff? Can you stop talking about that? Drag queens are not at a school to groom your kids. Stop it. And even if they were, most of them kids gonna get shot at school. It ain't no problem. Don't groom past legislation. Like they booze gonna bother me. I'm like, I'm like Mitch McConnell. I ain't got no soul. Good quality comedy. Um, but yeah, like definitely he wasn't, the comedian wasn't afraid to make a couple digs at the others. He, he made a joke about Kamala Harris. He's like, what do you even do? And then he's like, but you know what? It's messed up that we even asked that um, because no one ever knew what the vice president did. And then once it was a woman, then we started caring kind of a thing. So it was always like, oh, at first it was like, oh, he's kind of going somewhere kind of tough. And then. No, it was a compliment in the end kind of a thing. And then, yeah, they always do those qualifiers with um, 
quit saying that drag queens are grooming your kids. And even if they were, it's like, yeah, they are. What else, why else are they there? Um, it, it was, it was interesting. Okay. I'm different than most people. I think I probably, it was my first one to watch the entirety of, I think I will probably watch it every year from here on out to see how it changes, to see history and stuff like that. And then part of me was even regretting that I didn't watch former ones, but I can understand why a normal human being would never want to watch one. I can't blame you one bit. Uh, but yeah, just something about it was, was interesting just for me. And then even to see um, just obscure journalists that I didn't know anything about. Because we know the top ones on TV, but we don't know like the, the, the writers, you know, the people in print journalism. But yeah, no, they, these people, they, they're self-important. But obviously we know they do matter. Because the topics I'm talking about, I only knew about because of journalists. So... Yeah, all right. Crazy, huh? Yet, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If you have a chance, this is a totally different topic, but if you have a chance, you got to treat yourself to something nice if you're if you're a person that doesn't normally do that, okay? Because I notice some people, they don't treat themselves nice and they don't get anything nice for themselves. So I'm giving you the liberty right now to get yourself something nice if, if you want to. Um, if you want to get... Something for somebody you love. Get something for somebody you love. That makes you feel gratified as well. Um, because I got something for myself the other day, and I was like, oh, this, I like this. Because sometimes, you know, you go a little too far with the money, the money saving stuff. Other people, they need to actually do it for the first time in their life. They need to save money. They never do it. But there's other people, they go to the other extreme, and it's like, hey, you got to enjoy yourself a little bit, okay? Like, get a nice meal. Get some shoes you've never gotten that are a little bit higher quality and Help your whole body to feel relaxed because you're actually stepping in comfortable shoes. For me, it was I, I got this keyboard that I've always wanted to get, and I love you know mechanical keyboards. You just clickety clackety, and it's just like so nice. Because now keyboards have just been so thin, and yeah, but no, it's a whole world. If you ever on YouTube, if you ever bored mechanical keyboards, type that in. You yeah, you will be immersed in a world that is just it, they go too far with it, in my opinion where you make your keyboard from the ground up. And I'm like, okay, I didn't want to do that. So I just got one instead that's already made. And it's nice. So that's what I'm saying. Like, just give yourself something nice. Just one thing. But I thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you know how special and valued and and prized you are. And uh, get some good sleep the next time you go to sleep, which might be right now, might be a couple hours from now. But don't go... Don't go too far. Don't go, like, basically don't go to work and then the second you get home, go to sleep. Don't do that because that's not good for you. And then it can make people wonder if there's something going on. We don't want to do that. All right. Thank you guys again. Have a good one.